Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. I'm Rohit Aswani from Omnis Investments and here to take you through what's happened in markets last week. And each week it gets harder and harder to try and summarise everything in five minutes or so. So let's dive straight in. The S&P 500 in the US ended the week down by 1.5%. The season where companies report their earnings for the third quarter of the year began, but all eyes were on inflation. On Thursday, inflation data showed that whilst increases in wholesale prices were slowing down, these were not yet filtering down meaningfully to consumers. Core consumer prices, which excludes food and energy, rose 6.6% on a year-on-year basis in September. Now, this was more than expected. Uh, It was above the previous March peak and was also the fastest pace in four decades. Stocks fell sharply on the news, but then quickly rebounded, clearly highlighting how quickly sentiment changes and how difficult it is to predict market reactions to significant news. Because inflation appears to be staying higher for longer, this could mean that the Federal Reserve, which is the US central bank, could continue to raise interest rates aggressively to tackle high inflation, but this will of course increase the risk of a recession in the US. It was a shorter week for markets in Japan, but over the week markets finished relatively flat, with the Nikkei 225 down less than 0.1%. Investor sentiment was, uh, for the week was dominated by the implications that higher inflation in the US could mean quicker interest rate hikes in the US, as well as a weak Japanese yen, which has so far failed to respond to the government's intervention. Markets did recover on Friday off the back of a bounce back in stock markets in the US the previous day. Over in China, stock markets rose after having been closed for a week-long National Day holiday. Markets were lifted by supporting central bank comments and anticipation of policy signals during the Communist Party Congress, which is a twice a decade gathering of the country's political elite, and it began yesterday. During the week, the blue chip CSI 300 index, which tracks the largest listed companies in Shanghai and Shenzhen, gained 1%. The People's Bank of China has said that it will provide stronger support for the real economy, And this comes at a time when the yuan, uh, as most other currencies around the world, has weakened against the US dollar. In economic news, China reported that tourism revenue during the week-long National Day break, which is typically a very peak period for travel and consumption, fell 26% from a year ago. And interestingly, it was equal to less than half of the revenue in 2019. And this was because of the coronavirus restrictions, which has led to many people stay at home, closer to home. Shares in Europe were little changed after suffering a sharp fall in the previous week. The Eurostox 50 ended the week up 0.2%. Comments from members of the European Central Bank suggest that the European economy is heading into contraction and that the Central Bank is prepared for a recession with high inflation. Clearly, all eyes now remain on how much the central bank will raise interest rates when they meet later this month. Industrial output in the eurozone rebounds unexpectedly, but the higher cost of energy imports means that the trade deficit continues to increase. Meanwhile, the German government slashed its economic forecast for the next two years because of price increases, 
i.e. inflation, because of energy shortfalls and because of the supply chain disruptions caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And finally, the UK, where the FTSE 100 fell 1.9% during the week. The UK economy unexpectedly shrank in August due to a fall in industrial output. Meanwhile, the unemployment rate fell to 3.5% in the three months through August, which is the lowest level since 1974. And basically, the number of economically inactive people, so that's people who are neither working nor seeking a job, well, that number jumped by a record amount. Wages, including bonuses, rose 6% year over year. And clearly, the big news towards the end of the week was political. Continued fallout in the UK prompted the government to significantly alter its proposed tax plan. Prime Minister Liz Truss replaced Kwasi Kwarteng as Chancellor of the Exchequer, appointing Jeremy Hunt, the former Health and Foreign Secretary. She also reversed a key proposal to scrap the increase in corporation tax, having earlier bowed to pressure to keep the top income tax rate of 45 pence per pound. So a more challenging week in in markets, dominated globally by the inflation numbers coming out of the US. In the UK, a fragile economy, low levels of unemployment and continued political turmoil dominated markets for much of this week. That's it from me today. I'll be back for more next week. Till then. This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.